Hi, I'm Lee Whitman, and in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the power of repentance. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Today's verse is Matthew 3, verse 2. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, I think I still have a soul-spirit hurt from the topic of repentance. As a child growing up in a hellfire and brimstone church, repentance always felt like a gun being placed at your head. It seemed that repentance was preached to make you feel so guilty for what you'd done that you'd come running down to the front of the church to beg for forgiveness. As a child growing up under that kind of preaching, I went down to the altar often just to make sure that I was caught up on my repentance. Repentance in my church was based on fear and guilt. It often felt like condemnation for sin instead of an invitation to make a change. Yet repentance is not a scary and negative thing. Repentance is not based on fear and guilt. It is, in fact, the very heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when rightly understood, it's something we will gladly embrace. You know, we see repentance all through the Bible. The word repent or repentance is used over 50 times in the Old Testament. It's very clearly seen as the heart of the New Testament gospel. You know, John the Baptist came preaching a message of repentance. In Matthew 3, 1 and 2, it says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus' first sermon, we see repentance at the heart of his message. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Matthew 4, 7. And the apostle Peter preached a message of repentance in Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, we see repentance before Jesus started his ministry, then during his ministry, and then after Jesus' ministry here on earth, as the new church began. It is at the heart of the gospel. You know, God's currency is repentance. So what is biblical repentance? Many people think of repentance as the feeling of regret or remorse we get over our sin. And it can include those things, but it doesn't begin nor end with the feelings of regret or remorse. Repentance begins with a change of mind. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia, which means to have a change of mind or a change of thinking. But it's even more than a change of mind, for a change of mind without change in behavior is really deception. You have to be deceived to know the truth and not let that truth be lived out in your behavior. True repentance is having a change of mind which causes a change in behavior. For an example, and some of you may not be able to relate to this, but I'm gonna, it's my example. Several years ago, I took a few golf lessons that caused me to repent of my golf swing. Now, during those lessons, I discovered that my golf swing was wrong, causing me to hit bad shots. Thus, I had a change of mind on how I needed to swing my golf club. I repented of my golf swing. My change of mind led to a change in the way that I swung the golf club. 
My repentance started with a change in the way that I thought about my golf swing, but it was combined with a change in the way I physically swung the golf club. You see, true repentance begins with a change in the way we think, but it must include a change in behavior. You know, in RTF, we embrace repentance in almost every aspect of our ministry. You might say that repentance is at the heart of RTF. We start by repenting for the sins of our families that have come down through the bloodline. Leviticus 26, verses 40 through 42 says, But if they, talking about us, confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, if their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember. I will remember the land. Now, the powerful thing is that God has given us the power to repent for the sins that come down on us from our ancestors. And because repentance is so powerful, that generational iniquity from our ancestors' sins is cut off from us and from the lives of our descendants. Now, we're not taking responsibility for our ancestors' sins like we caused it to happen, but we are repenting, having a change of thought on behalf of our ancestors and the sin they passed on to us. God honors our repentance and removes the iniquity from our bloodline. The power of repentance is most evident in RTF ministry when we deal with ungodly beliefs. Every ungodly belief is a lie that we're believing. There are beliefs we hold that do not line up with God's nature, his character, or his word. When we believe these lies, we are making an agreement with the kingdom of darkness that in essence is saying, Satan, I agree with you. God, I don't agree with you. Now, we would never do that intentionally, but by agreeing with an ungodly belief, that's exactly what we're doing. This is a place where the power of repentance is most clearly seen. When we recognize a lie that doesn't, that's not in agreement with God's nature, his character, his word, we have the opportunity to repent, to have a change of thinking and come into agreement with him. We first have to break our agreement we have made with the kingdom of darkness before we try to receive God's truth. Then as we, we, then as we receive God's truth, the power of repentance is experienced because our thinking and believing are changed. Then as this new godly belief is lived out, our lives are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. That is the power of repentance. You know, the, the Romans 12, 2 is a picture of the power of repentance. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, in this place, God warns us that thinking like the world is harmful for us as new creations in Christ. Growing up in this world, we can't help but pick up beliefs that are conformed to the thinking of this world. That is why repenting of those beliefs is a vital part of our new walk with Christ. And once we repent of our beliefs learned in this world, our minds are changed, which should lead to change in behavior. Now, listen to this next statement carefully. The greatest temptation we face is not against sinful behavior. The greatest temptations we face is against believing lies. It's the lie that leads us into sinful behavior. And as our minds are transformed, as we repent from conformity to the world, our behavior will automatically be transformed. Now, does repentance always include regret and sorrow over sin? I would say, yeah, 
it, it probably does, but it doesn't stop there. When we recognize that we're believing something that is in agreement with the kingdom of darkness and is opposed to the kingdom of God, I hope it would cause us to feel regret and sorrow over turning our backs on God and his ways. But regret and sorrow are just the beginning. Repentance must be allowed to bear the fruit of changed behavior in order to be real repentance. The Bible's written in two basic languages when you look at it. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and carries a Hebrew mindset about life. The New Testament was written in Greek and it carries the Greek mindset. The concept of repentance when looked at from the Hebrew mindset uh, has a little different focus than the Greek. The Greeks were focused on the mind and your thinking, while the Hebrews focused more on behavior and how you lived. So in the Hebrew way of thinking, repentance is a change in direction. The Hebrew picture of repentance is of going in one direction, then turning completely around and going in the opposite direction. Now, I think repentance gets some bad press, so to speak, because we mistakenly believe that when we repent, God is taking something away from us, but God never asks us to turn away from something without giving us something better in return. With God, repentance is turning away from sin and turning towards God and all of his blessings. Now, it's difficult to repent if we hold to the ungodly belief that God's trying to take something away from us. It's much easier to turn away from something when we understand that our loving Heavenly Father has something better for us. In 2018, I had a heart attack while we were on a ministry trip to California. When we got home, I went to a cardiologist in Nashville. And when I explained to him my lifestyle of how I was eating, I was eating clean, I was um, staying away from, from the things that I shouldn't be eating, I exercised five days a week. He took a deeper look into my family history. When he discovered that my grandfather and my father had high cholesterol that caused them heart problems, he told me that I inherited this heart attack. Now, he didn't need to explain anymore because at RTF, we understand how the generational curses can be passed down from generation to generation. He said to me, if you want to lessen your chances of having another heart attack, I recommend that you give up eating meat and go on a 100% plant-based diet. He explained how meat contributed to higher cholesterol levels and that I could get all of the protein I needed on a plant-based diet. I repented of eating meat after that. I had a change of mind that caused a change in my behavior. Now, people have asked me, was it hard to give up eating meat? Um, actually, it was not difficult at all because I turned away from eating meat because I believe God was offering me something better. God was saying through my doctor that by giving up meat, I would have a better chance of enjoying my wife and kids and grandkids for years to come. He showed me that I have many years of fruitful ministry ahead. He showed me that by eating right and staying healthy, I will be able to help take this message of restoring the foundations to the world. See, God's repentance is turning away from something so that God can give you something better. So, Let's look at a practical application of repentance. The scripture says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Then in Romans 6.6, 6, it says, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Christ in order that our body of sin might be done away with 
so that we no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has died is freed from sin. So repentance says that the old sinful me is dead to sin, and I'm only alive in Christ Jesus. When sin comes knocking at my door, I can choose to not open the door and receive sin because I'm no longer alive to sin. As I'm renewed to this truth that I'm dead to sin and only alive to Christ, I can say no to sin because it's no longer telling me the truth. What a powerful way to live. But it starts with repentance, a change in the way that we think, followed by a change in the way that we live. There is great power in repentance. I encourage all of us to embrace repentance as a gift from God to set us free to live the Christian life. Now, if your background is like mine that made repentance a bad thing, then repent of your view of repentance. Allow God to bring the gift of repentance into your life and experience the freedom that repentance brings. So, Father God, I thank you that you give us this gift of being able to have a change of the way we think, which is then translated into the way we live our life so that we can align ourselves with your truth, with your ways, with your purposes and plans for us. So I ask, Father God, right now that everyone that's listening, that you would show them anything that's getting in the way of them having the freedom, the joy of repenting from ungodly beliefs, from things that are holding them back. Would you just reveal those to us, Lord, so that we can embrace this place where we turn from sin and turn towards you in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.